Welcome back for part two of the YEM series here at EM Over Easy. For this session, I'm joined by friends of the show, Christopher Kolber, who you've heard a couple times, and two new voices to the show, Vlad Mordash and Casey McGillicuddy, where we sit down and talk about why emergency medicine. So without further ado, here it is. When you think about what all emergency medicine's been through in the last two years, the pandemic, a lot of bad reports, the workforce study, the, the match that happened in 2022, where a lot of spots didn't get filled. We don't want to get into the specifics of that, but EMs kind of take it in the teeth in the last few years. And we ran a series in 2018 that really talked the reason why do we love emergency medicine and why do you feel it's the best specialty? And so at EM Over Easy, we wanted to re-ask the question that with everything that's gone on in the past 24 months, is EM still the place to be? So we're going to go around the table. And the question is, why do you love emergency medicine? And why, why do you feel it's still an awesome place to be? So Vlad, we'll start with you. So I very much still agree that emergency medicine would be the specialty to go into. If anything, I think the pandemic only kind of fortified that idea in my mind because of what emergency medicine is. It's like you act during times of emergencies. That's when people need you most. And that's the kind of doctor I wanted to be. I didn't want to be outpatient. I didn't want to set up appointments. Like I wanted to be available when people needed me most. Personally, when the pandemic hit, I was in Tucson. And I remember the entire time thinking like, I need to be back home in New York where it was like the worst and it was outbreaking the most. And I didn't feel like I had a lot to offer at the time as a fourth year, but it just kind of made me think any emergency medicine I have, any kind of help I could provide, that's where I want to be. And even from an educational standpoint, I just felt like I was able to manage sick patients a lot faster, a lot earlier as an intern in residency. And that only made me want to get into emergency medicine more. And again, fortified my idea that this was the specialty for me, because that's exactly what we do. Like we roll up our sleeves and we get things done when things are bad. I think about, there's a phrase that one of my faculty members when I was a resident used that emergency medicine is any time of day, regardless of ability to pay. 24, seven hours a day. And it's true. The next minute mentality was brought to the forefront because of the, the pandemic. So if you're truly a junkie for this, the pandemic, although it was terrible, made this even better and let us kind of shine. So Dr. McGillicuddy. I went into emergency medicine because I wanted to be very adaptable. I wanted to have a specialty that really was about, you don't have all the information and the patient is probably very sick. And you still need to make the best decisions for the patient, even with information lacking. And I thought that was very appealing. The other thing that I really thought was interesting about COVID and training in COVID, because our first two years were the pandemic years, was I specifically remember even before COVID thinking I was going to be really afraid of like refractory hypoxia. Like, what do you do even after you intubate and the patient's still? And then that was just COVID. COVID was... You had really sick patients, hypoxic, intubated them. So I felt like I conquered the one fear I had coming into residency very early with very sick patients. The other thing was I always wanted to be like the doctor who was on the plane. And I, I felt like if I went into something like dermatology, it wouldn't be as useful in that situation. Tell me, people only Mohs surgery at 35,000 feet? Yeah. So I always kind of envisioned that as a very adaptable practice and useful practice. Yeah, 100%. Chris? A couple of things. Um, first of all, this is a great question, and it, it also kind of highlights the whole more than medicine mm -hmm. theme. And ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you the idea that the pandemic 
there was a silver lining on that cloud. And for individuals who pursue a career in medicine, specifically emergency medicine, and for those ER physicians, we were able to really amplify the diversity of what emergency medicine is and the gift it is of treating patients. Within the pandemic, we saw emergency medicine physicians amplify the voice of public health. We saw emergency medicine physicians amplify social emergency medicine and how social determinants of health play a huge role in everything that's happening. We were able to put into not only the forefront the care of patients, but also the bigger picture of moving forward as a community, as a society. What are the ways in which we can collectively address these concerns and also provide insight for individuals to make informed decisions? And with that comes the opportunity for individuals to make the decisions they make. And we were able to still address those decisions that people made. We were able to highlight the diversity of emergency medicine, stating that, hey, this isn't just seeing patients. This is addressing public health issues. This is having the opportunity and the ability to address those issues as well. And when it's all said and done and the dust settles, that's why we went into medicine. That's why everyone went into medicine in some capacity to impact change. Some people do it within academics. Some people do it within sports medicine, toxicology, ultrasound, informatics, and shout out to people with pocket protectors. But that being said, there's a lot that is offered with emergency medicine. And with this gift, with this science, with this craft, an individual can develop throughout their practice. So what you do when you, and the ideas that you want and that think you have and expectations as a resident can transform, can develop. And you have a home in emergency medicine with that to pursue your endeavors. If it branches off, and that's great. You can go into toxicology and go into public health. We make the best friends. We have the best stories. We don't have to watch TV anymore. We can just go to work. But that being said, I think that when you look at it from a different lens and a positive lens as best we possibly could, the pandemic created a silver lining on a cloud that allowed us to have some introspective assessment on what we do and as a practice that reassures why we're doing what we do. Yeah, I, I think the pandemic really caused kind of a paradigm shift in my mind that maybe EM for the last decade before the pandemic kind of felt like the redheaded stepchild of medicine. But as Chris brought up, if you look at how medicine responded to the pandemic, for the first time in a long time, we were in the front seat. We were driving the bus. Like we drove public health, we drove vaccination initiatives, we drove the discussion about homelessness and the way it affected care rose to the top. Like these topics that were kind of niche topics in emergency medicine and medicine in general became mainstream stuff. And so to me, I always view that the pandemic really amplified our job. It let us show the House of Medicine how important we are as we covered ICUs and we ran outpatient clinics and we did telehealth. And on a dime, we just changed our practice. The things that we've learned how to do and maybe didn't have to flex and do in the past kind of were, were highlighted. So to me, when I was thinking about this question, the pandemic has made EM even more so that this was the right choice. And that was probably the one thing that if I think the counter to that, when I saw the applicants drop for this last cycle, I thought to myself, they just don't understand how awesome this is. Because I still think we practice the best specialty in the world. And the pandemic just made it more. I mean, how many patients, you know, had PCPs cancel yes. all their outpatient appointments, and then they had, you know, either COVID or just their normal disease processes had to come to us for 
medicine refills had to uh, just get information about COVID and the vaccines. And it was very interesting. I felt like I was had a, like a little bit of a mixed practice for a while. Yeah. I'd agree. Yeah, we actually did what we've always said we were going to do. We were the safety net for society. And that was center stage. And how eloquently stated as well. This is the first time that we honestly sent patients that were home. You had commented on this earlier that were hypoxic just a little bit. And we sent them home with pulse oximetries. And at my shop, we would call them. We had students that would call. And so the patient rapport, believe it or not, went up. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, you know what, I've never been to the University of Illinois. And then they call and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, they sent me home with the pulse oximetry. I didn't know what. So there was, con- there was more involvement. There was more bedside, enhanced bedside conversation. Hey, we're going to send you home. We're going to call about this. We want to make sure this pulse ox as well. And also, I mean, let's be honest as well, for a small window there, we all got free pancakes. We all got free McDonald's for those first two weeks, those first two, three months when McDonald's said, hey, if you're a um, first responder, just show your ID. I would just show up at my children that I was magic. My children that I was magic. This is another reason why my children will be ER physicians, because in their mind, we get free McDonald's. Krispy Kreme was giving out free dozens of donuts. Boom. Yeah. Got a good deal on scrubs and shoes. No, it was, and, and that's where, it, and I, but I, I feel like the, we talk about the silver lining, the term I like to use collateral beauty. There was collateral beauty in the pandemic. I can honestly tell you that to get to where I was in medicine, I had shucked a couple of relationships and not that I wanted to, but I didn't have time to. And they were siblings and cousins and good friends from high school. And, and the pandemic brought, brought all those relationships back in a meaningful way that I frankly needed a catalyst to be a better brother and to be a better cousin and to be a better friend. And the pandemic gave that to me. So it gave a lot of us an opportunity to, to rebuild relationships that might be, that were probably broken or run down on top of all the medicine stuff. Yeah. It's uh, one of those where EM's still the best. And I think the pandemic just put that on center stage that I made the right choice. And I think the people that we're, that we're talking to all made the right choice as well. Yeah. Often when people ask me like, you know, how do you do codes or how do you deal with like, really difficult family situations or really sick patients and dealing with that. I often say like, you know, this is the stuff I kind of live for. And the pandemic put that on like at the top, whereas, you know, we had a lot more sick patients and I got to do a lot more of what I thought the best part of emergency medicine was. And so not only did I get a chance to get really good at it, but I also got to really enjoy the best parts of it more. And the best things are supposed to be hard and they're supposed to be earned. And I think that's where the pandemic really made the beginning of you know, mine and Casey's career really particularly enjoyable and difficult as residency should be, and just made it re- that much more fulfilling just to be the most helpful at the, the most difficult time. Well, I appreciate the three of you coming to the table to talk about this. I know this is two of yours first time on the show, and we appreciate you being here. And Chris, it's always good to have you. Well, you made it all the way to the end of another YEM episode. We want to thank Casey, Vlad, and Chris for coming on. And don't forget, we are the official podcast for the American College of Osteopathic Emergency Physicians, or the ACOP. Please visit acop.org today to learn more about one of their upcoming CME offerings and how you can get involved with this great organization. Until next time, thanks so much. Thanks so much.